Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I am joined by Jamie. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Trying to mix it up, you know. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I never know what's uh, going to come. <laughs> you don't. Someday I'm going to introduce somebody else and everyone who listens is going to just drop out of shock. <laughs> Anyways, so today, despite our best intentions of watching a more horror-esque series for the week before Halloween, we failed. And well, watched yeah, a movie. mostly me. <laughs> well, mostly Jamie, but also this was easier for my life as well, so it's fine. <laughs> um, so we watched a movie called Enola Holmes, and I believe it at least if it's not in the top 10 right now, it was when I was originally looking at it a week or two ago. So it's relatively new. Yeah, it's quite new. Yeah. Uh, so what were your initial thoughts of this quirky little film? Yeah, my initial thoughts were that I quite enjoyed it. As you say, it's a bit, yeah, it's quirky. It's a period piece. It's, it's fun. I like that um, Enola, the main character, breaks the the fourth wall like all the time. That's kind of fun. Yeah, I was I was gonna like have us talk about that because we don't see a lot of movies like no. that. Um, especially like I don't know that we've watched a Netflix original that does this at all. Like where the main character in the movie talks directly to the audience very frequently throughout it, and it was like. Why do you think they chose to do that as a somatic style? Because I'm not sure that it actually benefited it at all. No? You weren't a no, fan? No, I wasn't a huge fan of that, that like, I, I guess, somatic feature. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not <laughs> anyway. sure why they did that either. I think maybe to add that, like, an extra element of quirky. It's based maybe. off a book, so maybe they were trying to think of, like, an, a way to incorporate the narrator, or I guess Enola. I don't know if she narrates the book. Book. Maybe that would make sense, like it's way, yeah. in like that way, <clears throat> and that way it's different than just like you know a regular period detective piece or whatever. I guess, yeah. Like I really, I did enjoy the movie a lot, but that, like, and I don't, I don't think I like it when it happens ever. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I just want to remain behind the wall at all times. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. The only part I didn't like when was when. She looked at the camera and was like, well, and you, do you have any suggestions? And I was like, oh, no, what is this turning into Dora the Explorer? Like that, right. that did push it over a line, over the line for me. It becomes like one of the Netflix interaction, like interactive yeah. movie <laughs> choices pop up for you to decide what Enola will do. I mean, that would have been exciting, but. <laughs> this would have been a cool movie to do that with as well. Yeah, that might have been the last <clears throat> like a mystery detective movie. Yeah, that might have been thinking of that might have been the last or only Netflix original film we've watched that had that sort of direct to, um, you know, breaking the fourth wall because sometimes he does talk to like whoever's controlling me or whatever. It's true. Yeah. I guess I don't. Fit, I don't see that one as like a typical movie, anyways. Oh, true. Like you know, the viewer gets to choose the ending, you know, it's already yeah. weird. <laughs> but, um, so, okay. So Sherlock Holmes, I knew very little about him other than he was supposed to be a detective. Is yeah. this, you know, do you, did you know, do you know anything about him that would like, did he have a sister and siblings at any point? <laughs> I have no idea either. Um, I, 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 pure fiction. 
Yeah, I only know the fact that uh, Sherlock Holmes was a detective. I think it all he is a fic- fictitious person, though, I believe. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. But I just meant, like, are there versions of him, I guess? I guess there no. must be, because I feel like, yeah, I feel like we've seen, there's been, a, like, there was that film with Robert Downey Jr., I think, that was Sherlock and a series, and I don't know that a sister or brother were mentioned. Okay. But I know that he's meant to be sort of, like, very into his job and stuff, you know? Yeah, and like a loner, yeah. Yeah, a bit of a loner. So I guess they captured that. <laughs> they did, although it's kind of like, are we to... It almost made it seem like that one, det- the other detective who ended up capturing Enola um, for like $2 or whatever. <laughs> um, she, he seemed to be like friends with Sherlock, do we think? Or does he just happen to be to know a bunch about Sherlock? I think he just happens to know a lot about Sherlock because I'm pretty sure that if he had actually managed to capture Enola, like he would have taken her, he was working for the grandma. So he would have just like taken her back there to be killed. So was he working for the grandma or was he just working for uh, Mycroft? I guess he was working for the family, but I thought he was just working for Sherlock's brother to like get Enola back. No, he was there um, when Enola first goes to the... He was the detective, yeah. Yeah. So he he was working, like, looking for Tewksbury. He was, but then he was dismissed, right? Without yeah. any thought or any, like, abil- any chance to go search for him. I guess which, that's true. Which is because, you know, the uncle dismisses him because they don't want him realizing that it's the family. Right. That's trying to kill him. How many people do you th- in the family do you think were like in on it? I just thought it was the grandma. I think the grandma was, yeah, I think so as well. I think she intended for the uncle to take over just knowing that he had more conservative viewpoints. Right. But I don't think, it didn't seem to me that he was in on it. Right. That's yeah. what I thought too. Yeah. Like it, it seemed like the uncle is the one originally. Yeah. But then it kind of comes out that it's just the nice old grandma who's actually evil. <laughs> I know it's very conflicting, but I had to, did, when did you figure that out or did you? I figured it out when she shot him in the chest. <laughs> I had a feeling when they were walking on, when she was walking on the grounds with Enola after she found her in the treehouse, because she was talking about how like, you know, the family's job is to, you know, they were given this land to protect it. And that's kind of what they have to do. And that's what they were expected to do. And that's for England yeah. and all that. And I was like, she seems really, really conservative, which is not surprising for an old lady. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, let's let's talk about how relevant <laughs> this whole movie is to our current political situation. <laughs> because we've got a family that's literally willing to kill, like a grandmother who's willing to kill her grandson so that his uncle can have the voting share to prevent a reform bill from passing. (laughs) It's just like, if that old woman was any more like Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I didn't know that they would incorporate that element, but it was pretty, it was pretty interesting to see that in like a very pivotal point of British history. And they kind of pointed on the fact, and I didn't do my research on this and I don't remember, but I know that the, the suffragette movement in Britain, I think was considered a little bit more violent or like 
less it's not as glorified as the american suffragette movement i see and so i wonder if that was partly supposed to be tied in with the fact that they were talking about having created bombs and you know there were so many bombings and dynamite things going off everywhere and stuff because clearly that was the women doing that right yeah so i don't know if that's like a historically accurate tie to that but i remember hearing at some point that like there just isn't the same connotation for that word in england than there is in us that might be true. I honestly don't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had a history I'm... class since. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I don't know. And I, I've never had a British history class. Yeah. So I probably wouldn't, you know, even if I remembered my history lessons, <laughs> I wouldn't remember that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> but... but it seems right. I don't imagine that they would have made them look, you know, worse than, you know, like if they hadn't been you know, bombing places and stuff, they probably wouldn't have made it try to seem like they had been. So it's probably is accurate, an accurate depiction of the time period. Yeah. As far as like any fiction portrayal is accurate. <laughs> yeah, true. And I did like, probably. I did like that whole element though, of like having her mother go in and be like kind of a leader of, of these women. Um, and that's why she ran away to like, you know, go fight for what she believed was right. And in some way right. protect Enola. But like she, yeah, she abandoned her daughter to do that though. When she disappeared, I thought like she was like going to have been kidnapped or something, mm. you know, or like had to leave, forced to leave, and was going to be able to return. But like, no, she just chose to like abandon her sixteen-year-old daughter <laughs> <laughs> with no contingency plan, knowing that her dick of a son was going to kind of like be able to take over Anola's, you know, schooling and everything. <laughs> That I, that I really hated. And I wondered, like, I guess, like, the entire time, it, it's made clear that the estate in the house it has been his the entire time. Right. So, it, you know, it just went to him, which I guess, like, because at first part of me was like, why did she not at least write something saying that she, you know, turns the rights to her daughter over to Sherlock or to someone who she knows right. is less of a douche? Um, but I guess she probably didn't have that ability. Yeah, that no, doesn't seem that way. And that's what she was trying to get rights to. Right, because I think like during like the time period she was living when her husband died, even though her sons were very young at the time, like the house became theirs instead of hers because mm-hmm. it goes to like the next man in the family. Yeah. So like she didn't have any say over that, but that's one of the reasons she wanted women to have the vote and more say in government. <laughs> yeah. Very true. But- Yes. And luckily, <laughs> you know, I forgot his name already, but luckily Viscount Tewksbury Marquess, Marquess of Baselweather <laughs> lived so that he could vote and be the person who turned the tides. Tewksbury. That's such a weird name. Do you think that's his first name? I don't. I think that's his family name. But what's his actual, like his first name then? She always calls him Tewksbury, Anola. She does, but maybe that's a first name. I thought I thought that was his family name, and then Basil Weather was like his estate name. Wait, say the whole name again. It's a Viscount, which is a title. Viscount Tewksbury Marquette Marquess, which is also another title of Basil Weather. Huh. So I think it's his last, I think it's his family name. Maybe. So I don't think we know his name because I kept listening for it. And I, it seems like Enola would be the person to just keep calling him by his last name. Yeah. Because several times she used his entire like 
titles and names. That is how he introduced himself. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> and much to her disdain, he kept calling her by her name. And she's like, you were supposed to have forgotten that. <laughs> I don't understand why he was so surprised to learn that somebody was trying to kill him after somebody had already tried to kill him. Like, yeah. When she, when she like suggests to him that he's being like tracked by an assassin, he's just like, oh, that's preposterous. <laughs> Dude, somebody literally just tried to throw you off a train. It's not that hard to believe. <laughs> I know. I was like, what did you think that situation was? Like he accidentally opened the door and accidentally pushed you out and was choking was, you? He wanted the, <laughs> the whole cabin to himself. So he's just like, oh, I'm going to kill whoever's in here. <laughs> <laughs> So that that seemed like he was just a little bit aloof. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. I but, am also 100% sure that if anybody actually had jumped off a train the way they did, they probably would have died. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess depending on how fast the train was going, but I feel like that is such a trope in movies with train tra- with common train travel. I, yeah. Everyone's always jumping off them. I'm like, this surely <laughs> is dangerous. And it's a thing that people did used to do, though. Like, I have family yeah. members who used to, like, jump on and off of trains. And I think it's, like, I, what is it called? Train hopping. And it's uh-huh. usually, like, like, equated with being poor. But I think just a lot of people did it yeah. <laughs> during a certain period of time because you could. Right. Trains didn't go that fast back then, you know, and it was a free way to travel. <laughs> All right. If you're able to just, like, run up and jump on it, it wasn't going as fast as that train was, I don't think. No, this one was, like, full booking speed. But... <laughs> yeah. And then they almost rolled off a cliff after they jumped well, off. Well, that too. Yeah, they took a little too much time there. But, <laughs> but I liked that that moment too when she's like, do you trust me? And he's like, no. <laughs> That's the correct answer in this situation. It is, yeah. Although she did just save your life. So, you know, she maybe did. trust her a little. <laughs> yeah. Which apparently he's also oblivious to because he doesn't understand why she expected that he would thank her. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, thank you for what? <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to. I think he's just supposed to be like the, the very rich, titled, like aloof, you know, nincompoop, poop yes. as she calls him. Yes, nincompoop. poop. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he he grows up a little bit. <laughs> he does, and then they touch hands on the bars, uh-huh. and then Nothing. his family members are like cute, and Anola's like, I'm gonna read a newspaper. <laughs> cute but okay time to come in and fulfill your family obligations and vote <laughs> right. no, no flirting with the peasants anymore yeah although i get well yeah she's on the land now she's on the run but <laughs> she is <laughs> although i like at the end that um it's made clear that should she like actually reach out to him she is now going to be the ward of sherlock and not yeah. what's his and not Mycroft or whatever his name is. I feel like that is what will happen because, yeah. like, at the end, she leaves it with like her her goal, her ambition is to become a detective, yeah. and who better to learn from than her brother? So eventually, she'll reach out to Sherlock, and then she'll find out that it's it's okay, it's safe to to return. <laughs> yeah, and he knows that she heard them because he finds that little doll. Well, yeah, that's true too. Cum. Although, did she actually hear what they were saying because they were, like, on the other side of the courtyard from her? True, but did she, like, sneak there partway? I don't know. But... Maybe. It's possible. <laughs> I think she only, like, went because she wanted to make sure that it wasn't her mother. She didn't think that it was, but she sure. needed to know for sure. 
Yeah. But yeah. The whole like idea of like word like plays on words in like encrypting things was mm-hmm. an interesting kind of like concept. Yeah. And is that is that something that happens a lot in short like Sherlock Holmes movies? You're asking the wrong person, but I would assume <laughs> that seems very like early detective-y. Well, th- I mean, that happens in like criminal dramas, crime dramas now. So yeah, I'm guessing yes. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> I uh, would never be smart enough to crack a single one of those things. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the <laughs> only... Be a coded message, just like make it as plain English as you yeah. can. <laughs> well, her first message that you know the first message that her mom hid in the pencils or whatever was literally just all the words backwards so that at least although it was like it made it seem like she was doing a lot of like detective work with like the scrabble letters and i'm like well i saw your name at the very first part it says alone like you already mentioned it 70 times that your name means alone yeah that is that is a weird name to be like spelled backwards is alone aluna yeah, I like how she tries to rationalize her brother's like names too. She's like backwards. That's she's like maybe there's nothing to that. Mine is notice no see damn no see damn no see damn no no see damn no see damn no see damn. There you go. Mine's image. Image. <laughs> Welcome back to. I don't know, with no Sidam and image. <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> oh, man, I should have introed us that way today. What a, that would have just thrown people. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But I like at the end that her mom does find her. Yeah, yeah. That's cute, even though she's like, I gotta go. But I'm glad they had that moment to be like, because I think now Enola like understands that her mom is like wanted probably by the Scotland Yard and stuff because she's been blowing shit up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, that, and then that's even why she chose that time to leave. It wasn't that she chose that time specifically. She just knew eventually she would probably have to leave because eventually, you know, they were gonna figure out who was doing all this stuff. Yeah. For I guess maybe it's Nola's just lucky that she got sixteen years with her first. Yeah, and she did say if she ever needs her to, you know, send her anthemum. <laughs> yeah. What do they call their messages? Irises, right? Ah, uh, yes. I, iris means message. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your iris. <laughs> I like that. Like messages through flowers. It reminds me of um, there's that whole case in Bones. Was it with Pallant? Or no, it was when Bones was on the run. Spoilers. And she yeah. um, was she would leave flowers for um, Angela oh, yeah. That, yeah. that just meant different things. So then she'd know what it meant and stuff. Yeah, I do remember that vaguely. You have seen Bones way more times. <laughs> I think I've seen the entire series through twice, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Too many but, times um, for me. I do. I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, the the future of Enola in T-Berry is uncertain. <laughs> yeah, I would like to see a follow-up to this where maybe Tewksbury goes on some adventures and, like, does something with her. 
And Nola has to save his life again a few times. I mean, that'd be a fun, you know, the fun usual thing. Like, she's just constantly saving his life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does seem to be their, their thing. Yeah, it does. I mean, he does save himself at the end, though, because he puts that armor, the breastplate in, which I'm not convinced would actually stop a shotgun blast from that range, but... <laughs> yeah, me neither, but... suit of armor that was made to stop a sword. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe it had been reinforced. I don't know. Perhaps maybe he had three or four of them on. <laughs> maybe, yes. But, yeah, it was a cute, it was a cute movie. Um, took my... Took, t- it takes your mind off of things for... hours. <laughs> it does, and I like... Um, like I'm sure for people who are fans of Sherlock Holmes, it's probably interesting to like see their fam his family. Um, yeah, I wish I could speak to that, but I, as as we've made clear, we have no idea what what Sherlock Holmes is like. There are probably so many like crossovers, you know, so many yeah. things that you get if you were a huge Sherlock Holmes fan. In this movie, yeah, just completely went over our heads. <laughs> yeah, I do like the constant guilt trip that every single like the scullery maid. I don't know what her actual position was, but like. <laughs> the governess slash scullery maid even was like, well, you abandoned her once, you know, like they're all very sassy with him about like, you know, him choosing his job over his family. Yeah. Yeah. And eventually he softened to it. And then he was so proud of her when like she went to see, to turn in the dowager before him. Yeah. Second question, like, why is your, why did your sister know this before you or whatever? And he was like, oh, <laughs> how, how did your sister get there before you? <laughs> I liked that. That was that was fun. <clears throat> oh, and she. I also liked the moment when she did. She finally did the corkscrew and basically killed that guy. <laughs> oh, I knew right from the very first time that she attempted it that she was like eventually going to do it and it was going to like save her their life somehow. Yeah. <laughs> there just happened to be a lucky acorn or whatever that was in the way. Yeah. Her teacher was badass. Yeah, she was cool. I like that there was. The whole concept of that little, like, tea shop that had all of the um, banned books and upstairs was a little fighting ring, like a training area. It was kind of fun. Women learning self-defense. Yeah. Love it. Do it up, girls. Do it. Uh, Do you have any good quotes? Oh, I'm sure I do. Do you? I do. (laughs) Well, you may begin as I (laughs) look back through um my first one was by Mycroft when they're talking about um their mother and he says oh good god feminism perhaps she was mad (laughs) (laughs) oh man I like um when the uh, headmistress comes for the finishing school and she's like you'll make friends and she's just uh, and I was like I don't need friends I have my own company (laughs) <laughs> I like when Enola says, a corset, a symbol of oppression for those who are forced to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> True. And then goes on to talk about how she is not being forced. Right. So it is a symbol of like freedom. Yeah. She is making a choice to wear it. <laughs> yeah. I also like when she, yeah. I like when she puts on the, the widow's disguise and she's like, there's no better disguise than fear. <laughs> That's true. I am. Um, I like when the mother said, there are two paths you can take, Anola. The one you choose or the one others choose for you. Mm-hmm. I like when Anola said to Sherlock, perhaps it's a world that needs changing. Mm-hmm. Um, my last quote is actually five quotes in a row. It's a little conversation. 
Um, and it's between Enola's teacher and I think it's Sherlock she's talking to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so it start, the woman starts and she says, you haven't any hope of understanding any of this. Do you know that? And then he says, educate me as to why. And she says, because you don't know what it is to be without power. Politics doesn't interest you. Why? He says, because it's fatally boring. And she says, because you have no interest in changing the world that suits you so well. And if there's not anything that is more relevant to today's world, it is that quote. 100%. I will also say that I liked the quote when Sherlock was in the finishing school talking to Enola and he says, whatever society may claim, it can't control you. Oh. Mm. Um, oh. That's all my quotes. Oh, and my last one, I will say, well, your time is over, I liked. But my last, last one <laughs> is Enola's mother who says, I had to fight. You have to make some noise if you want to be heard. I like it. And we will leave that there then. We will. And that is <laughs> Enola Holmes. It is. And if we learned one thing from this movie, it is the importance of a single vote. So everybody, vote. (laughs) Definitely. And in most places, you can go do that early so that you're not rush, you know, trying to beat the rush at uh, on the actual date. There's still a rush with the early voting days. So get in line. Queue up. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if you live in large cities. Um, Because, you know, one vote could win a precinct and one could win a state, you know, and one state could make the difference. So go out and vote. (laughs) And people are going out, like, especially people probably who are listening to this, which are those who are 18 to 29 or whatever. Um, (laughs) We have a range. (laughs) As far as I can see, they've been, um, people of that age have been going out in record numbers to vote. So, you know. The driver. Make sure to join them because you never know which side they're voting for, you know. But stay six feet away from them and wear a mask. Yes, please. <laughs> and be okay. careful. But yeah, so uh, next time we probably will finally talk about <laughs> Bly Manor. Uh, yeah. Haunting. Is it Haunting in? The Haunting of Bly Manor, oh. which was the original plan for this week. Yes. Yeah, um, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> this is long. It's long, but we'll get. It doesn't have a good midway stopping point. <laughs> Fair, but yeah. So, um, catch us next time if you would like to let us know what you thought of Enola Holmes or what you, if you decide to watch it, um, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter at NNO Podcast, or you can send us an email at navigating Netflix Originals at gmail dot com. All right. Until next time, everyone. Bye. Bye. I just waved. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I- <laughs> my computer you did what i gave the peace sign to my computer